0: What's up, witches? It's Jess here, and you're listening to True Crime Coven. Now, you might have already noticed, um, this week is slightly different. Claudia is unfortunately ill, um, so we haven't been able to record together. Luckily, it was my week to record Anyway, So I do have an episode ready We decided that I am just going to change it slightly So that we can still bring you an episode this week This is not something we're going to do on the regular It is just because Claudia was too unwell to record this week Um, We still wanted to get something out If she's ill next week we do have another contingency plan So yeah this week I was actually going to do a slightly different episode anyway. Um so we've ac- we actually don't have many ghost stories to do the normal ghost story episode. So I was going to do a slightly different episode this week anyway because I'm supposed to be doing two in a row which I appreciate with listener stories. It's completely our fault. We have not been consistent with recording episodes. But if you've been sat at home listening, thinking, you know what, I really need to send stories, then now is the time to do it. Um, because, yeah, we are back to begging our friends and we really, really don't want to have to go through Reddit again. We'd rather listener stories or stories of people we know. So it's not a bad thing. I'm taking this opportunity to do something slightly different. And if everyone likes it, Maybe I'll do something again, maybe once um, a season. If people don't like it, then I will never do it again. So let us know. (laughs) So today I've decided to cover a very famous haunted place. Some of you may have already heard of it. Other people might not have. I personally had. I'm very, very interested in this place. I find it really fascinating. So that's why I decided to do it. It has also been massively covered by loads of other podcasts and YouTube channels, and it's even got a book written about it. So, I'm not trying to jump on the like jump on the bandwagon and copy people, but I'm doing it because I am personally curious in it. Um, but I'm trying to put our own little true crime coven, not twist necessarily, but little little flair on it. Um, I'm not going to go massively into detail about this just because it's a real real rabbit hole and there's so many other places out there that have got information on this I don't just want to be repeating what they've said so if you find it as fascinating as me then feel free and go and look at these other places that I got my information from so today I'm going to talk to you about Canuck Chase which if you look at the website it is described as one of the best value family days out that the midlands has to offer and it does have loads there so um the midlands we're in the we're in the uk for this one for anyone who um is listening out outside of the uk so in england obviously you've got you know, north of the south and then the midlands so this is where canic chase lies and it does actually have loads loads there so it's got children's play areas loads of hiking and cycling trails forestry schools and then it even holds concerts and haunted tours so it is a great touristy place Um, however it is very very known to be haunted a lot of the stories and the information that I've got today um, is based off a book called the ghost of canic chase um, written by lee bridley he has loads of books loads of people have sent in their ghost stories to him and he's compiled quite a few books not all on canic chase some of them are on different things but i think he's got about 24 books in total that are all paranormal cryptid things like that so if you're really into that and you want to know more about this, then do check out Lee Bridley. Um, a lot of a lot of his books are on Amazon, so you can get them on your Kindle. Um, not sponsored by him, I promise. But if you're just into that thing, that kind of thing, then his books are a good place to start. Um, so although this is a slightly different episode because it's not listener stories, I have tried to keep it similar to our structure, um, and incorporate our cryptid sandwich. So we will be starting and finishing with a ghost story and have a cryptid in the middle. However, it won't be a listener story's ghost story. It's more of like a well-known ghost story, because um, obviously I had to only get them from the internet. <laughs> the first story is probably the most famous story from Cannock Chase. And it was originally published in Bridley's book as well as a local newspaper. So the names in the story have been changed to protect the identity of the people who it happened to. And you can find this story online. I tried to keep it quite true to their story. Okay, so this is Kylie and Ben's story. During the summer of 2021, in the peak of the pandemic, the UK was in full lockdown. And these two young lovebirds... Hiley and Ben, were being kept apart. They were only 17 at the time and they decided that enough was enough. They had to see each other and not just over Zoom. They decided that the only way they would be able to do this without getting caught was to camp deep in the Canic Chase Forest at Birch's Valley so that they could steal a night together. They pitched up their tent and settled in for the night. Around midnight, they started to hear something stirring outside of their tent. At first, they thought it must have been wildlife, like a deer or something. So, they sat in silence, not wanting to spook it. It quickly became evident to them that the sound that they could hear wasn't a wild animal, as they could distinctly hear footsteps walking around their tent. They could also hear what they described as a small child giggling. (laughs) They were concerned that there was a child wandering around in the woods so late at night, so they grabbed their torches and stepped outside the tent to look for the child. Ben was the first to spot something running through the trees and hiding behind them. He reports it would occasionally peer out from behind the trees and look directly at the couple, but he wasn't able to get a good look at it. Ben described the child as being inhumanly fast, almost as if it was teleporting from tree to tree. While they were searching, the giggling didn't stop. In fact, it amplified and sounded like it was coming from all around them. They couldn't work out who or what this child was until it stopped running and stepped out in front of them. Ben states, I was shining my torch right at her and she just stood there staring at us with her head slightly dipped. That's when the giggling started to get louder and louder. The child then looked at them but this was no human child. The little girl's eyes were completely black and sunken into her face. The couple were so terrified that they scrambled back into their tent and they decided to huddle there until the sun rose out of fear of wandering through the forest at night. Around 7am they decided to leave their tent, pack up and head home in the morning sunlight. As they emerged from the tent they found piles of stone evenly spaced around the perimeter of their tent with strange stick formations hanging from the trees which they described as being similar to dream catchers. They quickly packed up and headed back to Ben's car, which was approximately a 15-minute walk away. As they were walking, Kylie spotted a small child with black eyes staring at her from behind an oak tree. The couple decided enough was enough and they had to get out of there ASAP. They turned and ran as fast as they could to Ben's car and they never looked back. In an interview with Kylie, she stated, "'I was absolutely terrified.' I'd read the stories in the news about the black-eyed children but it wasn't until the thing stood right in front of me that I could quite believe them. I knew instantly that we were dealing with the real thing because it moved in ways humans simply cannot move. And that is the end of Ben and Kylie's story. Very, very creepy. And if you know Canic Chase, you will know that the Black Eyed Children are probably the most famous ghost that they have there. (laughs) So we are now going to move on to our cryptid filling. And Canic Chase is actually very well known for having many cryptids. So everything from werewolves to demonic dogs. And they've even had reports of UFO sightings. However, I'm not going to look at any of these today. I'm going to look at possibly the most famous cryptid of Canic Chase, which is known as the Pigman. I also chose this because looking at all of them, I don't know, the Pigman was the one that just spoke to me <laughs> the most, I guess. It's the one I was most interested in. I don't know what that says about me as a person, but. <laughs> so. Again, Lee Bridley has also written about the pig man in a couple of his books. And he has actually published a letter written to him by a couple called John and Anne who believe that they had an encounter with the pig man. And I'm going to read their story as they write in to Lee. I've seen something rather odd in Canock Chase that I think may be some sort of interest to you. In October 1993, whilst walking around Castle Rig, myself and the wife heard some strange noises coming from the surrounding trees. Thinking it was likely to be a local couple enjoying an illicit liaison, we quickly moved away from the sound and headed back to the direction of our car. Upon reaching the steps down to the car park, I happened to turn around and lay my eyes on the strangest creature I've ever seen. The thing was seven feet tall. From the neck down, it looked like a man, even wearing clothes. But his head was far too big for a human. It had an elongated face with a snout-like nose. When I pointed it out to my wife, she became terrified. So we started walking more quickly towards our car and got inside. That's when we started to hear this really high-pitched squealing noise that sounded like a pig being killed. That really spooked us. Have you ever come across anything like this before? And that's the end of John and Anne's story. So, who or what is the pig man? There's been quite a few other stories about sightings of him in and around Canock Chase, mostly in the forest. And because of this, there is quite a few theories. So, I'm just going to look at the main one today because otherwise we could be here for days so the main theory is that he's some form of human pig hybrid that was the product of some peculiar or perhaps that's another term that they used for illegal but we won't go into that um <laughs> experiments which happened in the late 1940s shortly after the end of world war ii It's thought that a group of American and British scientists joined forces with the aim to create a creature that they would be able to perform all sorts of tests upon which was human enough that the results would be transferable to humans but also animal enough that it wouldn't look like they were experimenting on humans. Now the way that they went about avoiding human testing seems a little backwards and slightly flawed to me but I will tell you what they did but I will let you be the judge of if it was a good decision and a humane decision. So the scientists in aim to create this thing they decided to abduct and hypnotize a woman. Now I'm not actually sure if it was one woman or multiple women and The one woman we're talking about today was the only successful one. But for the purposes of this story, we're just going to focus on one woman. So while this woman was hypnotised, the scientists impregnated her with artificial human pig DNA. Now, after 10 months of waiting, they decided that it was a failed pregnancy and it hadn't worked. And at this part of the story, it gets a little bit grey. So... It's kind of unclear whether they were like, okay, 10 months, she's clearly not pregnant. Let's send her away and we'll try it with someone else. Or whether after 10 months they were like, okay, she's not pregnant, but we're going to keep her here just for, I don't know, monitoring. We can't release her because she knows what we've done. So that's a bit unclear. But what is consistent in all the stories is that wherever she was, was near Canuck Chase. And... Three months after they decided that she had a failed pregnancy, which is one year after she was initially impregnated, she did actually give birth to a baby boy. However, this was not a human baby. It had the body of a human, but it had the head and the face of a pig. And it's thought that the child aged impossibly fast, was very strong and very intelligent. And after a few years of being alive, the hybrid pig man is said to have escaped and retreated into Canic Chase Woodland to avoid the glances of human eyes. So that's kind of how the pig man came about. That's thought to be its origin story. I do actually have another eyewitness account of the pig man. So we camped there one Friday night around 2006 just a sheet in the trees probably about five of us i had a lift there from one of my friends they all had work saturday morning so they'd planned to go back early friday night so we were quite close to the road we had a fire burning for warmth and to provide light after a while the police pulled up and told us to put it out me being me i told them no they got into their cars and drove off which i thought was strange as that's never happened to me before Early the next morning the lads went off to work and they were planning to come back and camp in the forest again that night so I decided to stay on my own I moved all of our stuff deeper into the forest as to not attract the police attention again I was there for five hours on my own I set up three tents, put sheets in the trees built a windbreak and got all the firewood ready it was a masterpiece two of my friends came back for me and said no one was stopping for the night I was pissed off all of the stuff there was mine around £600 worth and I wasn't just going to leave it in the forest unattended I'm not easily frightened and I'd already spent five hours alone in that forest that day with no fear I had an 18 inch razor sharp machete I know it sounds a bit sinister but we were all responsible adults there and you never know when you might need one That night, I tried to ring everyone I knew to help me get my stuff back, but no one was around. So I decided, I'm doing it. I'm going to camp there on my own. I pulled up in my car, where I'd originally seen a UFO, and I parked casually across the road. There was a tall bush that you had to walk through to get to the path. I suddenly clicked and said to myself, You're on your own now. Be a bit more wise and cautious. So I stopped in the centre of this large bush and lit a cigarette. I listened and heard movement. I slowly and quietly moved out of the bush and expected to see a deer. Instead, about 200 yards away from me, down the hill, I saw a white figure on all fours, looking like it was sniffing the ground. As a dog would if you were walking down the street. First, I thought... It must be a warden. He's found the stuff and is looking for us with his dog. But it was making more of a pig sniffling sound. So I thought, maybe it's a wild boar. The colour was right to be a pig. I watched it for about 30 seconds, trying to determine what it was. Then it stopped, dead, and didn't move. It knew I was there. I froze and took hold of my machete and waited. Then this thing stood up on its back legs. It was massive at least six foot three if not seven foot tall it ran at me at impossible speed up the hill like a person would run squealing like a banshee you would hear on a horror film i ran like a bitch got into my car and drove off without looking back i've never been so scared in my life i have been back there since but never on my own the funny thing is I've never heard of anyone knowing or any proof of this until last year. I can't believe I'm not the only one to see this. Typical, I see something after two years of trying when I'm on my own. I have proof of the lights in the trees, and I have two other eyewitnesses. I have no proof of the pigman. People either believe me or they don't. And that's the end of the other sighting of the pigman. So... It doesn't say it in the story, but just for a little bit of context, is I believe that the people were going to camp out in the woods because they were trying to spot UFOs that they'd previously seen in there. So, again, tying into other cryptids that there are common UFO sightings in Canic Chase. This person had never heard about the pig man before, but it was quite a bit later than some of the other sightings. So... I wonder if the pig man being talked about is only quite a new thing since Lee Bridley's books have been published. So I did think a little bit about the pig man and if he was born in the late 40s, it would make him in his late 70s today. And if he was super strong and super intelligent, could he live longer than the average human? Or as he's part pig would that make him die younger as a pig only has a life average lifespan of about 20 years so it'd be interesting to know if the pig man is still alive and thriving in the woods and if there have been any more recent sightings of him since 2006 so if you have been to Canuck Chase and seen the pig man then please let us know (laughs) And to finish off our sandwich, I have one final ghost story about Canic Chase, which is actually from Lee Bridley's own auntie. The story below is actually written by Lee himself about his auntie. In the late 1980s, my own auntie had an experience on Cannock Chase, which I believe was the first time anyone ever saw the black-eyed children. My auntie and her friends were enjoying a summer's day in the woods when a child with black eyes appeared around 30 metres in front of them down a dirt track. My auntie, being only 18 at the time, ran after the child, presuming it was lost and needed assistance. No matter how fast she ran, she was unable to catch up with the little girl. My auntie eventually fell over and sprained her ankle. When she arrived at home, she told her mother about the experience, who reported it to the police. The police searched Canic Chase at the time, but no little girl was found. And that's the end of our final story today. It was quite a short and sweet one, that last one, but still very, very creepy nonetheless. So, there are many ghost stories around Canic Chase, and not all of them, as I said, are about the black eyed children. They are just probably the most known. It also homes a war memorial, a graveyard and some ancient ruins where it's thought that satanic rituals were held. So it is evident that Cannock Chase is a very, very haunted and spiritual place. And as I said, there was so much more that I could talk about in in today's episode. And I know it's ended up being quite a short episode because I haven't had Claudia to bounce off. But if I had gone into everything about Canic Chase, that would have been, um, oh, we could have been here for days. Especially if um, I was chatting with Claudia as well. But I'm happy to do another episode on Canic Chase. Maybe look at something slightly different, or go into because I do think the there are some theories about the Black Eyed Children and where they come from and their origin story. Maybe we can go into like. Werewolves, as well. So, do let me and Claudia know if you would like to have another Canic Chase episode. You can also go and read Lee Bridley's books or just do a quick Google search. There's loads on the internet about this. Or maybe you do have your own story from Canic Chase and you are happy to share that with us on the podcast. Please let us know. All the information is hopefully at the end of the podcast. But anyway, thank you for listening to today's episode. I know it's slightly different. I know it's awkward when it's just me by myself. I'm sorry. And fingers crossed, Claudia will be back next week. And that is it from us. Well, all from me, from us. But stay safe and stay spooky. Hey guys, if you have a ghost story or a case suggestion, please email us true crime coven pod at gmail.com you can also find us on twitter at true crime coven or on instagram and facebook where we are at true crime coven pod also it would mean the absolute world to us if you could rate us wherever you're listening to this right now be it spotify apple music or if you're on youtube give us a little thumbs up click that bell get notifications every time we post subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts from Make these two witches smile. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, (laughs) witches. Sorry, Simon.